Welcome to Marvel Studios News. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I'll be joined by my co-host, Paul Herman, for episode 89 of our show, in which we will discuss Disney firing James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It is a very complex topic with a lot to unpack, and we get into all of it in this conversation. But before that begins, I need to give a big thank you to Alex and Rashawn Perrier. They are the latest patrons over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News, where we offer exclusive content from our podcast that is not available anywhere else. That includes Patreon credit scenes where we take an episode like this in which we're discussing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and the firing of James Gunn, and we discuss an additional topic that may be related to what we talked about on the main show, or it may not be. In this case, it is where we're going to be talking about this episode is more about the firing of James Gunn and all the different ramifications of that, but then we focus in the Patreon credit scene more specifically on the impacts of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and what it means for that film and what the near and, per- and perhaps distant future looks like for Marvel Studios as a result of this decision. So we get into that in the Patreon credit scene, and our Patreon credit scenes are available for just a dollar a month, but we also have other tiers that could give that give our patrons things like weekly Q&A shows, uh, a monthly podcast where we do uh, the Marvel Unlimited Book Club where we break down comics, and also a daily podcast in which I discuss the latest Marvel news each and every day, Monday through Friday. So you can get all the information on those uh, exclusive shows over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. And if you do sign up, you'll get your own exclusive RSS link that you can put into a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that that way you can get the main show and all the Patreon exclusive content all in one feed. You don't have to hunt down your Marvel Studios News podcast content in different places. So it makes it really easy for you. Uh, But you can also, besides the Patreon You can also keep up with us every day on our website, which is marvelstudiosnews.com, on Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News, as well as Twitter at Marvel Newscast. But that's enough of me talking about all the places you can find all of our additional content. Let's get into our conversation about James Gunn being fired from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Well, Paul, I'd ask how it's going, but I kind of already know. But um, this is weird, Paul. Like, I know you've got something you want to say that's some actual good news before we get into the bad news. But just yes. to briefly touch on it, of course, this episode's about James Gunn. And I, this might be the first time we've done an episode of this show, I'm trying to think, where, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. where I wasn't like happy to be talking about what we were going to talk about. Because even if it's a movie that I didn't like, Fantastic Four 2015, I'm still I still look forward to the discussion about about a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I guess you know we've done shows like we did uh, the the Patreon credit scene that we put out for everybody when Steve Ditko had passed. So I guess you know that stuff like that qualifies as well as, as stuff I'm not really looking forward to. But at least then it's an opportunity to kind of pay tribute to someone as opposed to just discussing ugliness that's going on right now with this whole James Gunn situation with Disney and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, but before we get into that, I know some p- folks uh, who follow you at Herman22 with two ends on Twitter saw that you actually had something really cool happen on Friday. Yeah, so uh, kind of a little bit of a backstory. Um, some friends of mine, um, a friend of mine really... W- I, I want to make them nameless. I don't want to call them out because they're... 
just embarrass them. But I'm just going to keep it real and just keep it just between uh, my friends. Sean knows who they are. But yep. but, but anyway, um, but still, um, so Friday, uh, my wife was acting weird and she went out and said, I have to go run an errand. And I said, oh, can I go with you? And she said, no. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> it was really weird. I'm like, she was acting weird all week. So I, I didn't, I knew something was up. And, um, so she went out, she called me up after she got back and said, close your eyes. I'm like, okay, this is really weird. And I opened them when she came back out with something and there was a brand new, uh, PS4 pro in front of me with an uncharted game collection and like a year Sony PlayStation internet thing. I can't remember the name. And, she said a group of friends had come together to get me this so I could play the new Spider-Man game coming out in September. And I bawled like a baby for, <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, for like a half hour. And I just said, I don't deserve these people. I don't deserve this. And it was one of the most touching moments of my life. And I chronicled on it on my uh, Twitter and it's the truth. And it's, it's, I just have, I want to say thank you to everyone who helped me with this. Um, and everyone who said nice things about me and, 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 and getting, you know, being, you know, happy for me that I got it. And cause I, 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 cause I know I am overly spoiled in life and so many people have more than I do. And I want to like find a way to give back to other people too. And it's, it was very humbling and I don't, I take, I don't take it lightly. And, you know, it just—I just want people to encourage others to chip in, just like people did for me. Like again, I didn't ask for this, but to chip in and, and help out, and I, I try to do as much as I can for people. And you just won't believe how it can this this kind of stuff because goes. I mean, immensely far, you know. But it was really an amazing moment. I wanted to say thank you to everyone who, who helped out. Like I was like I was blown away. I was really blown away, and still blown away. And it's amazing. And thank you. And I know, and Sean, we just talked before, we will be reviewing the Spider-Man game for Marvel, Marvel Newscast. So that's exciting yep. that we can talk about the game together instead of just Sean talking about how awesome it is while I cry <laughs> alone and not playing it. I'll be able to play it. I'm excited because I got the Spider-Punk skin because I pre-ordered it so I can play Spider-Punk. Nice. So, yeah. So I'm really excited. Thank you to the people. You know who you are. My love for you is eternal. And uh, we'll, we'll get on to the bad news. <laughs> I know. With the good news out of the way, let's get into yeah. the bad news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, Sean. Maybe the last time we'll laugh during the whole show, so I'm glad we had one. Oh, we'll laugh No, again. I know. I know. We'll laugh. <laughs> so, the news, as I'm sure if you are listening to a podcast called Marvel Studios News, you are most likely already aware of what happened. So... James Gunn, there were some old tweets from James Gunn ranging anywhere from six to ten years ago, depending on the tweet, that contained really offensive jokes where James Gunn talked about how he was just attempting to be... Pro Back then, he used to try to be provocative with his humor, and so these were jokes pertaining to very difficult and terrible subjects such as rape and pedophilia, and these... Uh, these old tweets were brought, that were screenshotted and, and tweeted out and shared by alt-right members who did not like, who don't like, and ultra, you know, ultra conservatives and Trump supporters who don't like the fact that James Gunn is so often critical of 
Donald Trump on his social media accounts, especially on Twitter. And so they brought all of this stuff back up. And so it became a thing of this is part of James Gunn's past is that he's made these terrible, vile, and offensive jokes. And Disney responded on Friday, uh, Friday morning, by firing James Gunn as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. They have severed, as they put it, their business relationship with him. And so there's so much to unpack here. I talked about it within, I don't know, maybe about a half hour of learning the news when I did the, uh, I, I do a daily, I do a daily show called the Daily Bugle on our Patreon. And I hadn't recorded uh, the Friday episode yet, of course, because it was the, it was still, I think, the, the, I think a lot of the news more started breaking like early afternoon, but I, I'll bet the decision was probably made in the morning. Yeah. Um, and so when I started seeing it, I, I recorded my instant reaction. And I even said at the time that I was going to, you know, I couldn't say too much because I, I really needed time to process this and really look at, at everything that happened and all the information that we have and really try to figure out exactly how I feel about this. And so I had the opportunity to, as you have, Paul, to, we've had the opportunity to take the weekend and digest this information and... It's just, it's a lot to unpack and we're going to go, I'm going to try to go as slowly as I can because there's a lot that I want to say about mm -hmm. this topic and there's, a, you know, there's plenty that I want to discuss because it is a, I think it's, I think it's a big issue that even goes beyond Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, quite frankly. So mm -hmm. I want to talk about, I want to unpack all of this stuff, uh, but I was, I would say that my first reaction on Friday and Paul, I'm interested to hear yours. My first reaction was I was, I was, I was surprised that they fired James Gunn. When I heard, it was actually before I even saw an article, uh, it was my, my friend Mark Hughes who co-hosts the Superhero News YouTube channel with me. He was actually the one who texted me, Gunn fired from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And my first instinct was, well, where did you hear that? Because like I, I was genuinely shocked that that was the course that they took. And I knew, I knew what had happened on Thursday night, but I was still surprised. And then, of course, he... I, I started furiously like looking things up, and I saw the Hollywood Reporter article, and sure enough, there it was. Gunn had been fired, and there was a statement from uh, Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn, and that was it. The news was official. Gunn was out, and I was surprised. Uh, I was very surprised that Disney took such quick and decisive action with regard to this James Gunn situation. It, it wasn't a matter of whether Disney was right or wrong or anything like that. I didn't even start to unpack that portion of it. I was just surprised at how at how quickly all of this had come together. Yeah, I'm with you. I I don't seek out a lot of political stuff. I'm not a political person. Uh, I'm not saying I'm, I don't have opinions on things, but I just don't, you know, I try to keep them as neutral, not neutral, but I just try to be as not as negative in my life with that and, kind of and stuff. I try, because and, and I try, frankly, to, to keep it out of this show. You know, like Exactly, I, yes. I, I don't, uh, you know, I have a lot of feelings about that stuff, and I share it publicly, but I don't, it, it's unavoidable in this episode, you know, to, you can't not address that side of it, but, uh, you know, I purposely don't let it be too much of a part of this show, because I want this to be a place where people can just come together and enjoy, and be a community, and maybe find that they have something in common, so that that way, when they go out and talk about things that are actually more, much more important than Marvel movies, maybe they'll have a different perspective towards one another and a different view of one another because we have this common ground and we have the community that we have here as Marvel fans and especially the community that we have 
uh, of listeners on this show, of the people who follow us on Twitter, the people who support us on the Patreon and do, you know, ask really great questions when I do the Q&A mm-hmm. shows there. You know, I, I love our community and I like this to be a welcoming place for everyone. And I know that, you know, people, you can't escape a lot of the political stuff that's out there. It's constant yeah. every single day throughout for every hour of the day, every minute of the day. And so I like creating a place where people can just let that stuff go and just talk about something that they are super passionate about, that they enjoy and that entertains them. That's the kind of stuff that I try to make the focus of this show. And that's still largely going to be the perspective from which I approach this topic. But it's unavoidable that we're going to be getting into more stuff mm-hmm. here. Yeah, exactly. So when I found out, I think you said this all went – it was, it was Thursday night, I think, is when yep. it went all – yeah. So I had no idea this was going down. And I, I started seeing people talking about it loosely on um, Friday morning, talking about the tweets that he, uh, James Gunn said that they don't like, don't you know, think what he said was great, but it wasn't like this detrimental thing either. Just a lot of random opinions, and I'm thinking, what the heck happened? And then all of a sudden, I, Fridays were kind of crazy days for me at work, and I just kind of forgot. And then all of a sudden, I see James Gunn fired. What? And I remember I texted you like right away. I was like, dude, James Gunn's fired. And you went, yep. Yep. <laughs> and only Sean's way. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy to talk about. So my and then I started obviously looking for all the tweets that he talked about. And, you know, and it was I when I first read the tweets, here's the thing. And, I'll, I'll, you know, we talked about. A little bit about James Gunn uh, passed a little bit with some of his previous films mm-hmm. and I'm of the mind and I don't remember if we talked about this on our, on our old modern myth media show about guardians or, or whatever but James Gunn is a weirdo straight up a weirdo mm-hmm. I love that he's weird but he's straight up weirdo and those comments that he was saying were definitely to get a rise out of people they were yep obviously aimed to like get people offended and go, Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Oh, you know, I mean, whatever. And he's the, not the last or the first person to ever do this. Were they offensive? Yes. They're borderline. You know, they could be very, some people won't always think they're offensive. My wife thought they were kind of funny. You know, she thinks they're, they're pretty messed up, but some of them were funny. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is like they're meant for there's totally meant in the context of, of well, you know, and that's, outrageous th- humor. that's the thing about this as because this is kind of a this is like the one of the eternal debates of comedians okay. is exactly, you know, are there is there any subject that's too taboo for comedy? Is there you know, there is there a line that you absolutely should never, ever cross? Some people say yes. Some people say there should never you should never make a joke about rape. You should never make a joke about child molestation. You should not ever joke about this, uh, those subjects. They are never funny. And there are other people who say, look, the point of comedy is to break down and make fun of everything because mm. it is it's part of making a commentary on it. Like it go it exactly. you know it is it can be satire. And so, you know, it's there are different philosophies on this to begin with. And, you know, and I've always leaned towards the latter of, look, you can joke about anything and then it comes down to whether or not it's funny. And Mm -hmm. I know, you know, for some people that's a more controversial stance, but for me it's not. And part of the reason why is because everybody, if you try to say there's a line that you, there are lines you can't cross, the line is going to be in a different place for every person. 
because depending on your experience, there are going to be certain subjects that you would say, I'll never find that funny. But for me, it might be something totally different of I'm not going right. to be offended by the thing that offends you, but there's something else that, but there is something else that you don't mind, but that offends me. And mm-hmm. so that's where it is difficult. And I, I would just say the one thing I would say, if we're going to go back and we're going to look at the jokes that people have made historically and say that th- whether or not they're going to be fired as a result of this, they're going to lose their, their current livelihood over the jokes they've made in the past. James Gunn is not the first person I've seen make, make jokes about pedophilia or rape. He's not. Mm-hmm. And exactly. He, in fact, I've so, I, watched, uh, I watched The Break with Michelle Wolf on Netflix. She just made a joke because it's, it's one of the staples of pedophilia humor is Catholic priests and altar boys. And she made a joke that alluded to that. Now, it wasn't graphic and it wasn't explicit, but it was very obvious what she was hinting at. And so like that stuff still happens, but it even hap- but it happened in more explicit fashion years ago when certain things were just a little more acceptable, you know, and certain mm-hmm. jokes were not, uh, were things that people just put up, you know, that people allowed and maybe laughed at. And there's horrible and offensive jokes and humor that go, that even about these topics that goes into mainstream shows like South Park, like Family Guy, as a lot of people have pointed out. And so I'm not defending the jokes. I thought they were bad. I thought they were vile. And I actually didn't find them funny. I'm not going to judge anybody who does find them funny, but I didn't personally I didn't personally laugh at them, and I understand why people would be offended by them. Absolutely, I get that. But I don't think joking about those subjects, that's not the same as actually perpetrating those things, as actually performing those acts. It, It is a different thing. Performing those acts would be completely unforgivable no matter how long ago it happened. Mm-hmm. But if you made jo- if somebody made jokes that were super offensive, and because and the, the way I learned about all of this was actually from James Gunn, because I saw his not the not the statement that he released after he'd been fired, but his original apology, which was a, a Twitter thread. I saw that first, and I was like, "What is this in response to?" And that was how I found out about the tweets and, and everything. And then going back and reading through James Gunn's thread. I thought that was a, I already thought that was a sufficient apology to me of he explained what he used to do in his career where he was approaching it you know that he was trying to be provocative and he used to make jokes and create from a place of anger and he has since grown and evolved from that and you know he doesn't and now he approaches his creativity his creativity his storytelling all of that from uh from a place of love and so you know, with his his Marvel work kind of representing exactly what he was he was talking about in that apology, I was like, okay, I, I'm good with that. Somebody used to make jokes that were very bad jokes, and that they wouldn't make anymore. And it's been several years without anything, you know, without anything that resembles this kind of humor or these kinds of attempts to be provocative. So I can see that a person has grown from this, has learned from uh, learned from a mistake, and doesn't do this anymore. And so I thought. That to me was I thought I just thought that's the way it's supposed to work, right? Is somebody had something about themselves that they realized was a problem and they don't they fixed that within themselves. And I think that's an important part of being human. And so I didn't have I didn't think it needed to go really any further than that. And so uh and, and obviously it's different. 
other people feel different. And I'm not saying that people who feel differently about it, people who think that what he said is beyond the pale and that there's nothing uh, and there's no coming back from it, if that's the way you feel, I'm not here to just say that, that you're wrong about that. I'm just explaining how I felt about it. And I think we've... Uh, but I, I will go as far as to say, though, is look, I, like most people... I have things that I have said and done in my past that I realized that I later regretted and did not repeat that it did not repeat those behaviors. I grew from I grew from it as a person and made sure that I wasn't doing that again and that's cuz I and I think most of us have those instances not necessarily all about the same things. I'm not saying we've all told jokes about pedophilia or we've all said you know I'm not saying that, but we all ha- most of us I would say I mean, maybe one of you listening out there is perfect, but for the most part, I'd say we all have, diff- we've all had different experiences in our lives with things we have said and or done where we later realized that wasn't right. I shouldn't be doing that, and you become and you turn that around. You take your imperfections, you take your mistakes, you grow from that, and become a better person. You know, I I know I'm a better person today than I was ten years ago, and it was ten years before that because I've grown and I've matured. So, and those are the things that happen. And it's not like just because you reach some magical age where it's like, okay, now I'm perfect and I got it all together. It doesn't work that way. And uh, I feel like what James Gunn did was not necessarily, uh, you know, I feel like that wasn't necessarily at the level where, you know, I would condemn him forever and not, and expect him to not have a career or would have expected him to be fired. Yeah, exactly. And, when I when I read it, I thought they were messed up, and I thought they were uh, something that I would never post on my own Twitter. Sure, and you know, but again, what I was saying before was that James Gunn is a weird dude, and again, those those uh, comments for someone from that era of his life doesn't surprise me. Watch the movie Slither, which I've seen. Watch mm-hmm. Super. Super has a tentacle like monster open up uh, Rain Wilson's head and mess with his brain. I mean, it's weird. And if you're just, I mean, the things that he's coming up with are, yes, messed up. Look at Dawn of the Dead. I haven't even seen Dawn of the Dead. And there's like a zombie birth in it. I mean, there's just weird stuff that he comes up with. And he, again, or or even, even better, Look at Tromeo and Juliet. Exactly. His first job <laughs> in this industry was for Lloyd Kaufman at Troma, making Tromeo and Juliet. And I actually, I haven't seen it. But oh, do you know what happens in it? Uh, I don't. Enlighten me. So okay. So if this if this is the same one I'm thinking, this is the one where uh, a, a woman has a dream sequence because she hasn't had sex yet, and this guy she's gonna have sex with has like a monster like evil monster penis like it literally is a, a like a living creature penis like with a mouth and like is like a you know or whatever it's ridiculous i think it's that one well it, the point being though that james gunn has a background of having a lot of outrageous things now i don't necessarily know that anything in that sets up the you know tease up the jokes that he had on his twitter well, no, feed no. but it feels like it also feels like the kind of thing that Disney should have known about when they hired him. Exactly. Or shortly after. I mean, I I had forgotten about this, but then I, I remembered once people started pointing it out when the story started breaking is that 
you know, the Mary Sue published an article about a post that James Gunn had, and it was a post that had a lot of offensive and misogynistic stuff about superheroes, and particularly female superheroes, and superheroes hooking up and all this stuff, and there was a lot of vile and offensive things in that post from James Gunn. And, you know, that was, that was, that article came out just a few weeks after James Gunn was hired. And remember, James Gunn was hired in the Disney era. So the, uh, Disney already owned Marvel for a few years when James Gunn got hired. So it's not like it was a Marvel Studios decision pre Disney, uh, that James Gunn has been part of the team. His, his entire tenure with Marvel Studios has been in the Disney owned era. And so, uh, you would think that if they hadn't looked into that, into some of his past before they hired him, which they should have, by the way. And if they they should have then been clued in to be like, oh, this guy said some things that are really offensive. Why don't we go ahead and have somebody look back through all of his social media posts? Because you can do that clearly, as we can as we saw today, or we saw last week. Why don't we see what's in there? And maybe before we get too too committed to this guy and spend too much money with this guy making a movie for us. Let's figure out who we're getting into business with. And then they could have made a decision at that time. Now, I understand the climate's different, but I got plenty of things to say about that that we'll get into, trust me. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I'm getting into more of the territory that I want to talk about later, but it, it's I was surprised by the decision. And that kind of sets up what is the kind of the, the qualifier, the caveat that I want to put out there for the rest of this show. I... Even though I was surprised by the decision, one of the first things I I thought about because this decision was made is, is there something else? Did Disney look into this situation or get this news Thursday night and then they looked into it a little bit more Friday morning, although, I mean, I don't know where they had very much time to really conduct a thorough investigation, but is there something else? And and I won't necessarily be all that critical of Disney for making this decision to fire James Gunn if there is more to it. If there's another skeleton that's in the closet, another shoe that's about to drop, whatever you want to call it, if they very quickly discovered that it's not just these... Now, they only mentioned the James Gunn's Twitter feed in their uh, statement about firing him. But if they know about something else that maybe some, that maybe we might learn of in the near future, or maybe it's something we may ne- we will never learn of, I don't know. But if there's something else, then yeah, I completely get the decision. If it is just limited to these same tweets that we've all seen, then I am a little, I'm still a little confused by the decision. Not overly confused. I mean, I get, I get Disney's perspective in this, right? I get that they are a company that has thousands of parents and kids visiting their parks all throughout the world, every single day. In fact, hundreds, or if not thousands, of parents and kids go and visit a Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Disney's California Adventure every single day. And so I understand from Disney's perspective, somebody who makes really vile and graphic jokes about pedophilia, that doesn't fit Disney's brand at all. I get it. I really, really do. And I I also don't get, by the way, uh, what I don't understand is, and, and this I would put on not just not just Disney for not knowing about this in the first place and advising James Gunn accordingly. I don't know why James Gunn left all these tweets up for all these years. I also don't know why his public. I'm sure James Gunn has a publicist. I don't know why his publicist. That should be one of the jobs 
of a publicity firm is to scroll through their clients' Twitter feeds and be like, nope, 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 nope. And if James Gunn was ever advised at any point to delete those tweets and he didn't, then I think that's a foolish decision on his part. Uh, but in any event, he did say it, and uh, you know he or he did write these tweets, and they are offensive, they are vile, and they certainly go against a lot of the things that Disney uh, the, certainly that Disney stands for, and it's, it's a lot of these are things that a lot of Disney's core audience would be very very offended by, and very understandably and reasonably offended by. So I do get the I, I do get the decision from that perspective. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Why didn't he delete these tweets earlier, like you said? Why? And, and what's sad is he was trying to delete them, like, at what was going on. Like, he was trying to delete everything. Too late. People, yeah, it was too late. People already had screenshotted him. And it's 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 a bummer because, you know, because no one cared because everyone – we're only focused on the moment, you know. And, and like you said, I don't understand – that's my biggest thing from all this is that you've seen where he comes from. You've seen the movies he's made with trauma. Trauma, for God's sakes. Yep. You've seen the movies Plenty he's made. Plenty of shocking, in, offensive humor in trauma in trauma, movies. Yeah. And you've got Super, which is a very, you know, a woman rapes a man in the movie, for God's sakes. I mean, just, it's, and it was, it was played for laughs. And, you know, Slither has plenty of moments in it. So I just don't understand why they know the stuff where he comes from mm-hmm. and again and again like you made a good point that's, that's those things don't equal what he wrote but i guess what i'm saying is i wouldn't be surprised either because that's what he came from the provocative world of of art of you know whether it be jo- provocative jokes provocative yeah. scenes or whatever like that's james gunn's kind of thing is be weird and make you feel uncomfortable yeah. i mean P- his, and, his pg porn web series like the guy i mean he does shocking gross weird humor yeah and so and though he's grown since then obviously and i mean for god's sakes he wrote um scooby-doo movies and well he had already written a lot of that and then still had done like pg porn and and all this other stuff like and 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 the scooby-doo movies also predate these tweets well, exactly, and that's my my point is that he obviously has like you know he's he's, he can be normal or whatever Mm -hmm. but and, and Guardians of the Galaxy proved that, you know, he can find something and not be this risque, um, you know, filmmaker where he's he's pushing the envelope of what's acceptable because that's what Super was. He took the superhero idea and started pushing the envelope. That's what he was for a long time. That's why the jokes are there. Were they just were they mm-hmm. tasteless? Absolutely. But that's who he was at that moment. So the fact that Disney looks back and says – Oh, I can't believe you did all this. I mean, have you not been paying attention? Like, I mean, that's my point. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, I have, I have problems with Disney in this. And yes, it's tough for me to say that because you all know, if you listen to the show, I'm a big Disney fan. Like I, I have a lot of respect for Disney. It's a company that, you know, being here in like the shadow of Disneyland, like all my life, like I've always been a big, big Disney fan. I loved it and was super excited when Disney bought Marvel. And it's been a thrill for me to just go to the Walt Disney Studios lot to watch Marvel movies during press junkets and things like I, I enjoy covering Disney. I enjoy Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment overall as part of Disney. So it's a company I have a lot of respect for. And I also, by the way, have a lot of respect for 
their CEO, Bob Iger, and a lot of respect for Walt Disney Studios chairman, Alan Horn. I was a big fan of his when he was leading Warner Brothers Pictures. Before that, as a producer of the Matrix movies, like I have respect for these individuals and their accomplishments, but I have I take some issue with the way they've handled this for multiple reasons. I, I think this sets a dangerous precedent, and this is where it gets bigger than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for me. And I would love to hear your take on this as well, Paul, but it's kind of dangerous, and there's a slippery slope that's being established here where because people don't like you being critical of the president and his behavior, his policies, his decisions, they will then go back into your past and uncover information, none of which is actually a crime, by the way. That James, It's not like people have uncovered some crime that James Gunn has committed. To go back and uncover jokes that you've made, tasteless comments that you've made, uh, that you have since stopped doing and grown from, you know, in the several years that have passed since you originally made those jokes or made those comments, they will go and take that information and use that to effectively silence you. James Gunn has been silenced as a critic of Donald Trump over the past several days because this is the fall because of the fallout of this entire thing of uncovering this information. And Disney, whether they intended to or not, have kind of been complicit in this, in this, in this career assassination of James Gunn, uh, this attack on his, uh, on his livelihood, both in the present and possibly in the future as well. And you know, so it's, it's kind of dangerous. And the, what worries me is that if we've seen these things are such a slippery slope that because we've seen this happen with James Gunn, it can happen to anybody else, and it might happen to people who've done actually less offensive things than James Gunn. So if you feel like James Gunn has it coming for what he tweeted, okay, I understand that. But you should also understand that it's quite likely that people who've said things that aren't nearly as offensive as James Gunn but might offend somebody, will still like those kinds of things will still be used to scare mm-hmm. other companies from not wanting to work with them and, destroy, and essentially destroying those individuals. So that's a dangerous thing that Disney, whether they meant, whether they meant to or not, they've been playing into with, their, with this decision, especially with how quickly they made the decision. It's a – it's messed up, man. And – it's it's you know I feel like the where a lot of those people who are attacking um, James Gunn they you know I what I saw and, and again just I wasn't researching a ton was that people were saying the same thing happened to Roseanne where's the outcry for her and that's what I was seeing and I don't know I I know very little of the Roseanne situation I'm all about the I'll. I, I got a Roseanne situation rant, mini rant anyway, so I'm, uh, I'm happy to get into that comparison for you. Yeah, but really fast, you know, I'm the kind of person that it's, I don't know, like I, I try, again, I try to only talk about what I love. And if I feel passionate about mm-hmm. something online, I, I will speak my mind. And I, I've always, you can call me a lot of things in my life, but I don't think you ever not call me passionate and as, you know, the most honest person that I can be on whether you meet me and know def- me in person. You're definitely not insincere. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm not, I try to focus on this, this again, almost to a, to an, to a, a, you know, an extent to where it's not great. Cause I, it's you know, borderline putting my head in the sand, but, and I had self-admitted, I, I just, it's hard for me cause I don't want to get depressed. Cause there's, it's a lot of depressing things out there. 
And but if I feel passionate about something like, you know, when I disagree with someone politically or, or views on things, and I definitely have done that from time to time, you know, I try to do it in a very like respectful, tasteful manner. And, you know, and I'm not trying to always pick fights with people. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I've gotten I've gotten involved with certain things in the last couple of months, too, that I've, you know, that I've, I've gotten involved with trolls and, and I've, it's it's not good. And it's like, you know, I've had. My best friends all text me being like, dude, just, just walk away. Just walk away. It's not worth it. And and that's the thing is like, yes, like if you're being critical, you know, I guess my thing is if you're going to do this, you have to know that people are going to attack you. Mm-hmm. And I think James Gunn, I don't know if he just was careless or or what, but that's the kind of thing for me. Like whether – and, and I've seen it right now on online with other things too. Like people are just are out, you know, they, they will find things and they will, they will, they will turn on, turn it against you in any way. And yeah, like, no, we've got, we've got a condemnation. We've got like a, what I'm calling a condemnation cannon with a really short fuse and people will aim it at anyone for yeah. just about any reason. This it's just this strange period that we're in where, and, and I think by, and by the way, the people who brought up these tweets of of James Gunn's, they knew what was going to happen. This was exactly what they intended to happen, which is right. that we treat all crimes as the same. You know, in our legal system, crimes carry different punishments because not all crimes are equally severe. But with what we perceive as social crimes, we automatically say that's it, and you get the social death penalty. And that's kind of what we're seeing happen to James Gunn right now. And and whether or not you feel James Gunn deserves it. Eventually, you're going to see it happen to somebody, and you're going to not think that they deserve it. But that's just the way we process things now, because everything, including Disney's decision in this, it's all about absolutism. It's it's black or it's white, and it's a snap judgment, and that's it. And we we've reached our conclusion in you know five seconds, and we are done, or in a matter of you know, maybe hours for Disney. So uh, it, it's. And that can be very dangerous. It, it is not, and it may for you. You may not feel like the James Gunn like that applies to the James Gunn situation. But eventually, you're probably going to come across a situation where you feel like that is applicable. In this case, I don't love what James Gunn said. I don't like it, but I also believe that I, I don't believe it's something that is so completely unforgivable that he can never come back from it. And I do believe it's been long enough and he's demonstrated uh, for a long enough period of time that that's not what it is. But we just feel like we need to punish him now because we didn't punish him then. We have to make up for the lost time. But it doesn't really work like that. Certain things would work like that. Certain things there is no statute of limitations for. But I think saying uh, offensive, tasteless jokes is, uh, it is different. You know, that's not quite the same thing. And regarding the Roseanne situation, because some people feel like, and Disney in their, the way they handled this was very similar to the Roseanne situation, but the situations are different. The only thing they have in common is that they are bad PR. That's the only thing that they, that those two stories have in common, but the situations are completely different. Roseanne was fired for something that she said that day. Not something that she had tweeted years ago. You know how we know it wasn't based on her previous tweets? Because she had been saying a lot of offensive stuff for a long time, but Disney still hired her to come back to bring back her show. So we know Disney wasn't holding Roseanne's past against her, but they are holding James Gunn's past against him. So there's a bit of an inconsistency right there off the bat. But of course, again, huge difference between what you said several years ago versus what you said today. 
and there's also uh, you know there's also a key distinction here with the Roseanne situation uh, beyond just the immediacy of it. It, this was actually, I'm, I'm paraphrasing Dana Schwartz from Entertainment Weekly who pointed this out, and it's a, gr- it's a great point to make. Jokes about rape and pedophilia are not acts of rape and pedophilia. Racist jokes are racist acts. So if Roseanne was making a racist joke, she was being racist. James Gunn making a joke about pedophilia does not make him a pedophile. There would you would have to have some other evidence that shows that he's a pedophile. Simply making jokes about it doesn't qualify. So there's another distinction as far as the James Gunn and Roseanne situation. And quite frankly, I think anybody who looks at those situations for half a second would be able to tell the difference, but people don't want to. Facts don't matter in any of this. People just want to say, see, you did this to Roseanne, you got to do this to James Gunn, and I feel like Disney was influenced by that. I feel like Disney felt like this is what we have to do. We have to act swiftly, just like we did with Roseanne. And maybe that wasn't in their line of thinking, and I hope it wasn't. I hope there's some other reason that they decided to do this, because the Roseanne situation really isn't comparable, and so I don't think, I, I really take issue with it. And, but here's another example that I actually think might be even more comparable, or even maybe it's still not. But let's look at how Disney rea- is reacting to James Gunn, or has reacted to James Gunn, how harsh and swift their reaction was with James Gunn. And let's compare that to the elephant in the room that wears a Hawaiian shirt. There is a guy named John Lasseter who is still getting a paycheck from Disney. So for all the talk about values and for all the talk about climate and perception of the brand. You know, I mentioned that Disney would want to fire James Gunn because those, t- those tweets would be offensive to the thousands of parents and, and children who visit their parks every day. Well, there are, just, there are thousands of women who visit the parks every day. And while James Gunn made some offensive jokes several years ago, for the past several years... John Lasseter, and by the way, this news about John Lasseter broke in October at the height of, you know, when Me Too was really bursting out onto the scene and being part of our, uh, a huge part of our social conversation, and rightfully so. We found out that John Lasseter had been accused of, and there are enough accounts to back it up that we should, that we can say that this is most, that this is probably true, and Disney knows it because they went ahead and put him on sabbatical right away, that John Lasseter would. I mean, this isn't the worst thing he did, but he would hug female employees who didn't necessarily want to be hugged, and he admitted to that in his statement, but it was more than that. You had female employees who would talk about how John Lasseter, as a regular habitual thing in meetings, if they were wearing a skirt, he would sit next to them, put his hand on their leg, on their thigh, and start to move his hand up. That's, by any definition, that's a sexual assault. And that's, ha- that's not just sexual harassment. That's an assault that's happening in the workplace. And this is something that was happening so regularly that female employees who'd been with the company for a while would advise new female employees, hey, if we got a meeting that day, make sure, or just in general, make sure you wear pants to work. Don't wear anything where, where John Lasser can put his hand on your bare leg and let it wander. That was things that female employees were saying to one another uh, because that's how often it was happening. And I understand that Pixar is in a different office. They're not on the Disney lot. They're up in Northern California. They're in the Bay Area. They're not here in, uh, they are not in L.A. But 
I don't necessarily know that I believe Disney knew. Uh, I don't believe that Disney was completely oblivious to these to this information about Lasseter. It, it appears to be something that people knew about pretty openly in the Pixar offices, and I would feel like if it was known about that openly in the Pixar offices, somebody at Disney had to know and perhaps failed to act. But even if you want to say they didn't know, once they knew... Their response, these are the people who immediately severed their business relationship with James Gunn, decided to put John Lasseter on a sabbatical for several months. And then after his sabbatical, which end, which now is over, they didn't bring him back into the office, but now he gets to serve as a consultant until the end, through the end of the year. He's no longer their chief creative officer in charge of Disney Animation Studios and in charge of Pixar, but he's still under contract and being paid as a consultant and this is a guy who was actually assaulting women in the office. Maybe you feel differently, but in my opinion, grabbing women without their consent in the office, I think that's a lot worse than jokes about pedophilia and rape. Actually grabbing women versus joking about uh, heinous acts like that. I think the actual act is worse. And John Lasseter, where James Gunn was unceremoniously dumped, John Lasseter has had his hand held and his pockets lined as he is being slowly walked out the door at Disney. In fact, I have to put this out there. Let's look at the difference in the statements about John Lasseter's time with Disney ending, even though it's not officially over yet, versus James Gunn. So James Gunn fired for his tweets. This is the statement from Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan, Alan Horn. The offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James' Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values, and we have severed our business relationship with him. End quote. Very matter of, the fa- very matter of fact, to the point, they're dumping James Gunn because of his tweets. Here's Disney CEO's Bob Iger's statement about John Lasseter when it was announced on June 8th, so again, many months after we all found out what Lasseter had been doing these last several years at Pixar. This is what Bob Iger said about John Lasseter when Disney confirmed that he was leaving the company at the end of the year. uh, Quote, John had a remarkable tenure at Pixar and Disney Animation, reinventing the animation business, taking breathtaking risks, and telling original, high-quality stories that will last forever. We are profoundly grateful for his contributions, which included a masterful and remarkable turnaround of the Walt Disney Animation Studios. One of John's greatest achievements is assembling a team of great storytellers and innovators with the vision and talent to set the standard in animation for generations to come. End quote. I just don't understand the inconsistency in the treatment uh, in these two cases. Now, I agree that it's not comparable in terms of what the offenses are between James Gunn and John Lasseter, and that's because John Lasseter's offenses are so much worse, and yet he's still being paid by Disney to be there. That makes me really uncomfortable. That makes me really disappointed in Disney, in this inconsistency. I've already been disappointed in Disney for their handling of the John Lasseter situation, but having it it borders on, and perhaps it doesn't even border, it just fully crosses the line into blatant hypocrisy for them to cite values as part of the reason for firing James Gunn when John Lasseter is still getting paychecks. That's a lot. A lot to take in, I'll be honest. I almost forgot the John Lasseter thing, uh, to be honest. Apparently so have they. Yeah, and because, you know, again, I'm not – maybe I bury my head in the sand too much, but I didn't even know – 
I mean, I knew who I know who he is. He was a creator of Pixar, and but I and I vaguely remember now the you know the the when the Me Too movement kind of started, he was one of the first people that was, um, or somewhere around there anyway. He was you know targeted and said that this guy has made you know a lot of awful uh, things in the office, and they kind of kind of as you said they they took him out of the office or and they tried to and then then they tried to have him hang on very nicely excused him from the office exactly so you know it it all comes down to the fact that yes disney is being hypocritical because they're being reactionary to everything they want to please everyone the problem is they're not going to please everyone and they really need to make their own stand they need to come up with their own um what they want what they want to have their their new policy is whether it be past social media because here's the problem if you go down the route of if you've ever had a if you ever said something offensive in your past then you can't work for us no one's gonna be able to work for you then right because everyone will have said something or have done something i mean i guess social media you have more control over it you can delete things and all that stuff and and maybe they need to install that in their policy so you know if you if if you have something that offends X amount of people, I mean, it's kind of messed up. You've got to come up with your own policy. I mean, it would have been awesome for Disney to say what he has said is, is awful, but he, you know, James has, um, you know, gone out and he's apologized and he's a different person. We, we, we know because we work closely with him and we respect him and we support him during this time. I feel like people, it would have blown over to be honest. Maybe it wouldn't have. I don't know. I, I can't predict this stuff, but it seemed like if they take a stand on something, you know, and you make a great, you make a great point about the whole Roseanne, uh, Roseanne thing. It's not like she, she's always said offensive things, but it's like, she's being, it's what she was doing was an, a racist comment, you know, everyone found racist, you know, distasteful jokes is not, the same thing as actually doing the act. It's just, it's, it's not great. It's not a good, it's not a good look, but like you said, Sean, it is it's way different. And like you said, they fired her for something that she did at the, at that moment. James yeah. hasn't done anything in a long time. If it anything. was current. Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. just it, happened. Yeah, exactly. So if James Gunn had just made those tweets, like I would have been like, yeah, dude, get him. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause that's who he is today. But right. you know, just because you found out about it today doesn't mean that's who he is today. And, right. And I, I agree with you. And that's why, again, same caveat. If Disney knows more than we do and there's and that informed their decision to fire him, then I get it and I understand and I'm not and I'm you know, I'm not so I'm I'm understanding that potent you know, that being a potential part of the decision. I, I, I'm getting that part of it. But if it is just based on this information that we have, I feel like the right move would have been, and maybe the decision still is firing James Gunn. So I'm not even saying that firing James Gunn was absolutely the wrong call. I don't really know the answer to that question. Sometimes the smartest thing you can say in a situation like this is, I don't know. because, But with this, in what I think Disney should have done is go ahead and immediately come out with a statement that condemns his tweets, say they're indefensible, say they're terrible, say they don't reflect your values, but then just announce that you're going to invest investigate the situation further as you evaluate James Gunn's future with the studio. That simple. Make that statement, 
buy yourself the time because there's a PR strategy to this too. Let's not just pretend like this is all about values. This is about managing the publicity aspects of this, managing the public perception. I think in terms of PR, that would have bought you enough time to first and foremost actually conduct the investigation that you say you're going to conduct. Go back through all of James Gunn's stuff because maybe you'll find some things that he tweeted uh, while he's been with Disney, while he's been making Guardians of the Galaxy movies that's this bad. Or maybe he said it somewhere other than Twitter. Go and look at it. Figure out if there are any other skeletons in the closet, anything else that might be troubling about James Gunn's past that could be as bad or worse than these tweets. Go through that process. Take a couple weeks. Investigate. And then you can come back and say what your decision is. And maybe you found something else and you decide you're going to fire him. Maybe you didn't find anything else and you still want to say you're going to fire him. At least at that point, I would feel more comfortable with that because I would feel like they made a well-thought-out, rational decision as opposed to a snap judgment. And Because I don't think snap judgments like that, they're rarely good. And I would rather see them actually take a minute to think about the situation and really evaluate and investigate and figure out what the best course of action is going to be. But if they had investigated for a couple weeks and not found anything else other than these same offensive tweets that everybody knows about now, they could have come out with another statement and said, while we still, while we still condemn these tweets and everything else about James Gunn, we have looked into the situation and he's, he's already apologized for this and he's explained that, this isn't, that he's grown from that. And we have witnessed that growth in our time with him. And in our investigation, we have also discovered that everyone else has seen that same growth in James Gunn. And he is not the person he he is not the person now that he was when he made those tweets. And if they had come out and said that, yes, the same people who are disingenuously drudging up all this outrage for James Gunn, because by the way, a lot of the people who drudged up those tweets, uh, including guys like that Cernovich guy, like they've come, they got plenty of their own offensive stuff with, with regard to rape and, and pedophilia and other things. It's not like they're not really offended by this. They just want everybody else to be offended by this so that James Gunn, a critic of Donald Trump, gets fired. That's what this is about. It's not about people being actually... Uh, this didn't begin with people actually being offended by James Gunn's work. They sought that out. Uh, to to damage him and discredit him. I understand that doesn't change the fact that James Gunn did it, but you can still sit there and say, look, he made these decisions. This is what he did a long time ago. He doesn't do this anymore. So we feel that we, we feel like we could go ahead and continue working with him. If they had done that, yes, those same people who who spout the, the false equivalency of the Roseanne situation, they'll go ahead and they'll continue to say that James Gunn should have been fired and, and try to say they're going to boycott Disney and all this stuff, which wouldn't have actually happened, by the way. And so that would, <laughs> that would have still been... A, you still would have had that, but I think most people would have actually accepted that, would have accepted that James Gunn has turned, has turned a new leaf a long time ago and hasn't been doing any of these things that, have, that, that they saw that offended them. And two years from now, by the time Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out, it's not even a story anymore. Now, whenever Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out, it's a, the story is there. The James Gunn story, the James Gunn connection is there. James Gunn is permanently connected to the Guardians of the Galaxy films. His fingerprints, his voice, it's all over those two movies. Plus, he consulted and he helped come up with some of the stuff that's in Avengers Infinity War. So he's all his fingerprints are just permanently on 
those characters and that property at Marvel Studios. So you can't successfully divorce James Gunn from the history of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. In fact, you've now ensured that his name will be uh, even more intensely brought up with relation to the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Whoever comes in and directs the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it will all automatically get all these James Gunn comparisons. And the stories will be out there as the movie's being released of how this was the James Gunn franchise. And, and so if you're trying to avoid long-term negative publicity for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, this wasn't even the right way to do that. Uh, if you wanted to just approach it from a cynical matter and just drop the whole uh, pretense of values. Yeah, it's 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 weird and... I don't know. It, it's just, it's looking back on everything. It, it's like, you make a great point, Sean, is that did he deserve to be fired? Did, you know, we don't, we don't, it's not really for us to, to say, you know, like, it's like, we just don't know what the call is at the end of the day. It's like, it feels like it could have gone either way. And the fact it happened so quickly, that to me is what always, I come back to the, the surprise, the fact they just, you know, they didn't even want to deal with it. They didn't want to just, you know, look and see, reflect, and to think about, they just reacted and it's, you know, it's, it's really surprising. And it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard because everyone has an opinion and on the situation, what was, is, was it wrong? Was it right? Was it, is it indifferent? I, I mean, it's, it's hard for me. It's, I'm in the camp of like, it's awful what he said. And those are really awful things. But at the same time, that's not who he is anymore. And I don't know. I just, I go back to what you said too. It's like everyone has done something or said something online. If you're online as, if you're online as a lot, a lot of us, that maybe everyone, because every, some people don't really say, you know, they just kind of lurk if you will. But a lot of people have, might have said something, you know, online to have offended somebody else or whatever, or say something that they were, or maybe it wasn't or, online just because yeah. you didn't say it online. doesn't mean morally it doesn't change it. Well, no, no, it doesn't. So like, but, what I, but that's my, right. But like, yeah, my bigger point is like, we all have stuff in our past, things that we've said or done. Maybe it wasn't as bad or offensive as what James Gunn tweeted. But we all have things that – I bet we all have something that if it came out in this current climate, it could get us fired. Like I think we all have something that we've said or done at some point that people could bring up. You know, And it's the whole idea of people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And that's part of the whole thing, I guess, with James Gunn is that if he was going to go out and publicly criticize people, then he should have gone in and at least removed the things exactly. that he should have cleaned his own house first. I get that. But – at the same time, like maybe from James Gunn's perspective, he didn't want to hide who he was. Maybe he didn't want to hide that he that there was a side of him that used to be ugly that he's worked on, or maybe he just wanted to be honest. He didn't want to pretend that he'd never said terrible things before. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there there could be that part of it, even though it's it's horrible PR strategy. It is at <laughs> least honest. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like it's you know, I to me to be honest, I don't think he thought about it because he probably thought. It wasn't those, I mean, that happened like what, 10 years ago. So, and that's the thing you, he went at it, not thinking these people were going to attack him this way, but that's the whole, that's what I was saying earlier is like, I'm not, you know, unless I feel very passionate about something, I'm not just going to go out and attack it just, you know, because I want to start a fight, you know, sometimes every once in a while I get dragged into things and, or I say, you know, I feel passionate or I feel compelled to say something and I will say it. 
James Gunn is, you know, is went and sought this out, you know, I mean, and he does that. I mean, like, does he has a right to do that? Absolutely. But again, when like you start like get you know getting in fights with people online who don't play by the same rules you will, or 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 I don't know or something like that. I mean, people are gonna will do anything to make themselves look better, and it's it's sad and it sucks, but that's the truth. And you know, I, and that's for me is like that's why I have to be I want to be careful when I say things because I don't I just I want to make sure it, it's a big deal for me to say it. Because, you know, at least for me, and again, this is only my, my thing. And, and people who read my Twitter feed, it's pretty harmless for the most part. And, and that's because I try to focus on a more positive outlook on life. I try not perfect, but I try. And, you know, but the, again, there are things that I will speak up against, you know, not stand for racism and things like that, or bigotry, sexism and things like that. I will stand up against those things when I see it. And when I see people in my, in my communities and need to be called out, you know, and these are I've largely had... the things, by the way, that James Gunn was calling out yeah, on exactly. his Twitter feed. And so that's why I don't blame him for expressing his beliefs on social media, because that quite frankly showed that that was, that was the new James Gunn, the current James Gunn. That was sticking up for people, right? Um, and so, you know, and and a lot of this stuff again, the it's so insincere with a lot of the offense, and that's why I think Disney should have taken taken a minute or more than a minute because it looks like they only took a minute. They should have taken some time, take a few days, take a week. Uh, you know, you can come out and immediately condemn the tweets, but then conduct your investigation and give yourself a little time to evaluate the situation and maybe you could see just how much people really were offended and how many of those people who were saying they were they were offended uh how many of them were really genuine and sincere because anybody who says they were offended by the director of some comic book movies having made jokes several years ago about pedophilia and racism but don't have a problem with the fact that our current president on tape is heard saying that he can grab women by their vagina. He didn't use that word uh, because in the, he can just do it, consent or not, because he's famous. So even if you want to say that Donald Trump didn't really mean that and he was just a joke, he was just joking. Well, what was he joking about? Not all that different from what James Gunn was joking about. So here we are holding James Gunn to the, some of the people who the people who are pretending to be offended by James Gunn, uh, and that's why they're pretending because they're acting like they're holding a director of movies to a higher standard than their president, which just to me seems weird. And so that's why I don't buy into a lot of this stuff, and I don't buy into the Roseanne comparisons and all of that. And I wish Disney would have just taken a minute uh, and really thought about this. And if they had, even if, uh, based just on the tweets, I don't agree that James Gunn should have been fired. Based solely on the tweets, because of who he's been since then. And he, I, we haven't seen evidence that he is still this guy or has been this guy more recently than several years ago. I don't necessarily agree with that decision. But I wouldn't criticize Disney simply for making a decision that I disagree with. I'm critical because of inconsistencies in how they've handled other situations, uh, but also because I don't, it doesn't appear to me, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe they discovered something else quickly, and I, I certainly put that condition out there, but it just doesn't look to me or feel quite like 
they really looked into and fully considered the decision that they were making and all of the ramifications that it would have for all the reasons I already talked about for how this becomes bigger than the fate of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So that's something that I think, uh, you know, that I, I really wish they had taken that into consideration, and I don't necessarily believe that they did. Um, and I should just say, you know, before I know we're going to talk, uh, we're going to be wrapping up here soon, but this is a complex situation, which I hope you've picked up on throughout the past hour or so that we've been talking about this, that it's it's not necessarily a thing that has easy answers. And I understand, as I said, Disney's perspective, despite highlighting some of their inconsistencies, I understand their perspective in this situation. I understand why they felt like they needed to do it, but I also wish they had just taken a little more time to really determine whether or not this was the right and necessary course of action. Because the last thing I would say on behalf of of James Gunn, although it's not really on behalf of James Gunn, like I... I understand I probably should have mentioned this earlier in the show. You all know this is a Marvel Studios podcast or Marvel Studios news podcast. We're not officially a Marvel Studios podcast, but I wish <laughs> we talk about Marvel stuff all the time. You've heard me say on many occasions over the past several years, whether it was on you know Modern Myth Media or this podcast in all its different names, or on Superhero News, or you've read what I've written on Superhero News or Modern Myth Media or MarvelStudiosNews.com, you know that I have a great affection for James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy films. They are very personal to me. You know, they are stories that I really, really enjoy and, uh, you know, have affected me at, at my emotional core. And that's part of the reason I feel so strongly about those films, including uh, a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which, you know, people like Paul just wrongfully don't like. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, like, and uh, it's a little bit of a joke. I'm sorry, I'm trying. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the... So I understand that there's there's obviously a, a bias here, but at the same time, like, these... I don't believe I would feel differently about, you know... James Gunn's actions and what they would, what I feel like the right call would be, even if he wasn't directing movies that I loved. I don't think that's really clouding my judgment here. Like, I, I, I can tell the difference between uh, jokes and actual, you know, jokes about troubling things versus actual troubling acts. Like, there is a difference between those things. And uh, I feel like I could see that regardless of whether or not I cared about Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy and all that kind of stuff. And the other thing I would add to it is from the very beginning, you know, I've seen a lot of people point out that the Guardians movies are about redemption. It's about characters discovering the ugliness about themselves and working through it and progressing and becoming better people who can who can count on others and be counted on by others. Uh, You know, that this is a huge part of the themes of both Guardians movies. And that's all 100 percent true. It is. It's undeniable. And so you can kind of see James Gunn communicating his own personal journey from having ugly things about himself and saying terrible things and working his way through that to becoming a better person. That is representative in his work in Guardians of the Galaxy. So I would count those two movies as evidence of his growth as a, as a human being. And that would be enough for me to say that short of other evidence coming out, just based on what we know... 
that I would believe what he says about his growth as a person and that he's not the same guy who made those jokes several years ago. But then there's the other part of it. From the very beginning, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I know this was before Disney's tenure with Marvel, but there was a tale of redemption that started this whole thing, both on screen and off of it, with Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. had his past, and, I, and I'm not equating what Downey's past is with what James Gunn is, just the simple point that there was a time when people had given up on Robert Downey Jr., but he grew, he made himself better, and he got, and then of course with this franchise, was able to relaunch his career. And also within the story uh, you know, the, of Tony Stark being the kind of person who there was nothing really all that admirable about him other than him being rich and smart. But this was a person, a character that has learned to grow and become and accept responsibility. It hasn't made him perfect. He's still made mistakes along the way. But there's been a tale of re- redemption has been at the core of the, has been one of the core themes of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from the very, very start. And there have been real life redemption stories that have paralleled what we're seeing on the screen. And those stories, I, I wish, and I know that that's just way too naive to really think that that would ever have played a factor in any of this, but I wish that those stories would be enough to, not necessarily enough, but at least point people in the direction of, hey, redemption is actually possible. People can actually be better. That's what's supposed to happen. So there may be some things that, there obviously are some things that a person can do that are forever unforgivable, but I don't think what James Gunn, those tweets from James Gunn qualify as permanently unforgivable. I think that it puts it in the space where most of us would like to, that most of us would like to be in, where we can make mistakes, we can do things we shouldn't, we can say things that we shouldn't, but as long as it's not crossing a certain line, we can still work our way back from that. We can become better people. And I think we've seen that happen with James Gunn, even though we didn't know fully just how ugly some of his past was, we've seen the growth since then. And that's enough for me right now, based on what we know for James Gunn to not have been fired. But I'm not upset with Disney simply for firing him. As I said, if I felt like more time and thought was put into the decision and they just simply disagreed with me uh, on the conclusion that they reached, I would understand that and I, could, and I could accept that. But right now, the decision just feels a little rash and the full and like the full scope of the situation was not taken into account. And that's the part that's really difficult to think about on this. That's really well said, Sean. That's really well said. So that's all I got. On this James Gunn situation, as I said, I have I have mixed emotions about it because I still, you know, I had, have a lot of admire and respect for so many people who were brought who are involved in this decision, uh, you know. And, and one last note on that, I I, I got asked this weekend on the Q and A, and so maybe some of you were wondering about it, you know, why? Because uh, we've seen other people come to James Gunn's defense, right? Dave Batista was the first that I saw coming out and defending James Gunn. His brother, Sean Gunn, uh, came out and and really wrote a great piece about James Gunn and even talked about how the Guardians movies have kind of been like tracking the the progress of James Gunn's growth as a person. And uh, we've seen other statements that that maybe aren't as uh, clearly supportive, but maybe hinting at it. We've seen some things from Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, uh, Pom Clementiev, Karen Gillan. 
So it looks like some people are going to are starting to maybe rally around James Gunn. I don't necessarily think any of that's going to lead to Disney reversing their decision, by the way. Same goes for the fan petition, which I know had like last time I saw it today had over like 225,000 signatures and counting. Um, I'm glad we are seeing that support for James Gunn. Uh, not and I'm not necessarily saying that James Gunn deserves the defense of everybody, uh, but what James Gunn I think deserved at least was more consideration than I feel like he got from Disney. Uh, and then as far as you know, the question that I got asked is what what does Marvel Studios think of this? Why didn't they issue a statement? I, I quite frankly don't even know that Kevin Feige got got to weigh in on this decision. And if he did, it was probably more ceremonial than anything. Of hey, Kevin, what do you think? But regardless of what Kevin thought, I feel like Bob Iger and Alan Horn were they were the ones making the decision here and James Gunn was going to get fired. So maybe that's part of the reason why Marvel hasn't issued a statement is this was above their even Kevin Feige as powerful as he is, even a decision like this was probably above his pay grade. And that's not to assume by the way that Kevin Feige disagrees with the decision from Iger or Alan Horn. I don't know how Kevin Feige feels about it, and it's probably going to be a long time before anybody gets a chance to ask Kevin Feige how he feels about it. Um, and it's going to be a while before, and we're going to learn more about this situation. This probably won't even end up being the last time we talk about this subject because uh, I think uh, Zoe Saldana said that she's going to have more to say about the situation later. And so we're going to be tracking what everybody's saying about this and how much this continues to impact Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the more direct impacts to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in our Patreon credit scene, uh, but just didn't feel like that was the main topic of of this show because, as I said at the top, it's you know that's that's the future and it's a future that's unknown at this time. But we have something that we we've just witnessed and this was more about uh, this episode was really more about unpacking that. So I hope you at least found this conversation. I know it's not as probably not as enjoyable of a conversation as we normally get to have on here, and it's not entertaining in the same way that some of our other conversations. Some of you find entertaining. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, but. Um, you know, this was obviously an important one. It was something we needed to talk about, and it brought us into territory that uh, we don't normally talk about on the show, and that we we going forward will not usually talk about on this show. But some of these subjects were just not; it was just unavoidable this time out. But I do hope that you've found this conversation at least somewhat interesting and thoughtful, uh, and feel and can feel like, at least in terms of Paul's and my evaluations of this situation, that. There was maybe a little more thought into the put into this uh, this this entire situation than than maybe we initially saw on Thursday and Friday. Any uh, final thoughts from you, Paul? No, I just uh, you know it's 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 sad, but I like I said I just I try to I try I, I don't like focusing on these kinds of things. I know it was a big topic that a lot of, I've had a lot of people asking me to talk about on the show and 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 it's 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 again it's humbling for people to actually want to know what i think about this and i i I hate focusing on these negative things and but yeah it's a bummer is it the right call it remains to be seen if it Mm -hmm. was and that's my biggest thing is like i don't i think it was made very quickly a little too quickly Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i said it remains to be seen if it's the right call and i i just i hope I hope people can learn. Everyone can learn something from this a little bit, not just like, Oh, I got to delete all my old social media tweets, but like learn about, you know, think about what you write and what you say to people and to everyone around you and be as considerate as you can, you know, within reason, I guess. I don't know. But maybe also consider how quick we are to judge one another. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of a two way street. It's there is no black. I mean, there is black and white. And there's also gray. It's just really hard. It's it's Which difficult. Is most situations. Yeah, and and it's just it's it's unfortunate because this is very much a very real life problem that I think we all can relate to in some way or another, one way or another. And it, it, I think that's what sucks about it is that when your escapism, when your escapism mimics real life of, of pe- the people that work in the es- escapism that you use to like get away from your own job and your own problems in life, because we all have problems. And then you get when you go into this escapism, like, oh, what's James Gunn going to talk about volume three? Like, what tidbit is he going to talk about now? Oh, he got fired. And why did he get fired? It's like it's all brutal and depressing. And, you know, it's just it sucks. But it's it's, um, but at the same time, I'm glad Sean brought it up because we need to talk about we need to discuss what's going on, the pros and the cons and everything. Because there's a pro and con to everything that, you know, as we just went over at Disney. So. To me, it's just like I try to be – I try to like, – and again, I am the least perfect person in this world. But I try my best to be – and to give people as much grace as I want to give me because I am imperfect. I say things I regret all the time. You think I ever agree – you think I've, I don't regret things I've said on, this, on, a, on a podcast? For podcasting since like 2011, you know, 10, whatever it was? I mean, Sure. I mean, I can't. If you listen back to every single podcast, I'm probably like, yeah, I probably wish I didn't say that or I didn't say that or I wish I would have said that a little bit differently and not sound mm-hmm. like a jerk, you know? Sure. And it sucks, but I'm a human. I am not, I'm imperfect. And that's the whole thing. And I just, I want to give people grace, you know? I don't, it's, it's hard sometimes when people are jerks and they don't want it, they don't feel like they, they have to give grace back. That's when I kind of shut down the conversations and I go, you know, I'm not, I have no interest in this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like I said, it's hard. I just want people, and I hate to be a, like a real hippie right here, but like, I just want to like everyone like love each other and, you know, and, and try to like, you know, be, become one rather than like it all, you know, well, hate each other. Yeah. And I mean, it's look, I've, I've gone through and I've purged stuff on social media and I probably could go back and purge more things from social media. Like it's not. I know that I'm not perfect and I've said things that I shouldn't. And that was one of my, that was actually a big thing for me that's more recent, like this over these past couple years, but especially like really locking into it this year. I joke about it, but like it's true. My New Year's resolution for 2018 was no more Twitter fights. And And I was a great job of that. I wasn't writing anything in those Twitter fights that was certainly nothing on the level of what James Gunn wrote. But I would find myself getting sucked into these arguments with people who, you know, who, who weren't really approaching it from the, the point of really actually trying to have a, a reasonable intellectual discussion about movies or comic books or whatever. And they, were, they weren't approaching it from, a, from that same perspective that I normally approach my film discussions. And so I just realized, like, all that ends up happening in that is I end up becoming a worse version of myself. Because at some point, you know, I might say something snarky or whatever, um, or and I just I don't want to be I don't want to be that person. And it doesn't matter whether or not the person that I'm replying to or give a snarky comment to, like they've got it coming or anything. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Ultimately, uh, it's it's about who I am, what I do, holding myself accountable, and that's what I've been telling people for a long you know for a long time, even longer than. 
than this New Year's resolution because it wasn't like, you know, this New Year's resolution was like the full on like, you know, but I've been prepping for it for the past couple of years and really weaning myself away from these kinds of conversations online because I just know it's not, it's not worth it. It's not what this is about. You know, this, you know, I do this, I do this because I love it. Um, you know, that's, and that's why I talk about these things is I love these topics. I don't love today's topic, frankly. Uh, but generally speaking, I love the topics that we're discussing each and every week, uh, and that's why I do it so much. That's why I do it every day now, uh, whether it's between Marvel Studios News, this podcast, the Patreon, Superhero News, wherever I go to write and talk about this stuff, it's all out of passion and love. And so that's why I want to, uh, I, I want my online presence, even in social media, to reflect that. It doesn't mean I won't ever make a snarky comment or a joke, but it won't be directed at an individual person person because I'm having a Twitter fight with them. It's just, you know, and I've been saying this, especially it's been a hot topic in, in over the recent months with toxicity and fandom. We did a whole show about that. And it's just being the person online that you want, uh, being the person online that you want others to be like, you know, hold yourself individually accountable with the things you say online. But at the same time, give people the space because I wasn't perfect with how I handled myself online and I am working to better myself. And so I'm going to give other people the space that if they weren't perfect before, that's okay. And they're still not perfect. But if I see that they're making an actual effort to better themselves and that's reflected in how they are actually conducting themselves, then I give them the space to have that redemption, to be forgiven for what they've done in their past and turn and actually turn over that new leaf and be the and be that better person. I think we can all give each other that kind of space and I'm not saying that James Gunn absolutely unequivocally deserved that because as I said there may be more to this than we know and we may learn that later. I understand that that possibility is out there, uh but I wish that there was as I said I don't need to keep repeating it. Wish there was more time and consideration and and thought put into this to determine uh, what the right course of action would be. Because there's no easy answer to this, and I don't think uh, and I, I wish the time Disney would have taken was a, a better and more accurate reflection of how difficult and complex this situation really and truly is. But that's where we are going to go ahead and wrap this show. We are going to do a Patreon credit scene where we will talk more specifically about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and the impact on that specific movie in Marvel Slate. Uh, that will be available. It's on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. The Patreon credit scenes like the, like this one that I just described, they're available for just a dollar a month. So you can check those out there as well as all the other tiers with all the other exclusive content we have. And again, that's at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. You can also follow us uh, on the website, marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News. I've been posting a lot of stuff on the Instagram of photos I took during San Diego Comic Con, so you can check those out there, uh, as well as uh, you can find us, uh, follow us on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber, Sean spelled S-E-A-N. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks as always for listening. We'll see you next time. 